in this match. If it's a war, you can say whatever you want. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. up what is up another week in paradise if you are listening to this on release day and you celebrate the holiday merry christmas eve to you if you're listening to this at another time then happy belated merry christmas eve to you if you celebrate happy belated hanukkah that was just, that was just this past sunday joyous kwanzaa kwanzaa i i don't know enough about kwanzaa i don't either i think it's i think it's i think it starts the 27th but so, i'm not sure yeah, i'm not i'm not really sure either but i'm not a kwanzaa. theologist Happy Kwanzaa to all those who partake in the Kwanzaa Happy and belated Festivus. Uh, for the rest of us. Uh, and we might be airing some grievances soon, so. Oh, I'm going to air a bunch of grievances. Yeah, so. I know you are, too. You're you're fired up about something. I never thought I'd see you fired up before. Uh, it's not so much I'm fired up. It's just, if there's something, I, if there's one thing I hate, it's a hypocrite. And I think we got two hypocrites from California. Uh, hmm. I could think of another one, but I was going to say... That's that. good. There's say, a lot of hypocrites in California now gonna, that I think about it. I was going to say Meltzer and somebody nope, else, yeah, but I, just, I, I couldn't think of another there's person. A lot of, there's, a lot of hypocr- there's a lot of hypocrites in California. Um, but no, you're you're right, but just the, rat, the Rancho Cucamonga hypocrites. Easy for you to say. That's one of the hardest... Try to say that. Rancho Cucamonga? No, try to say Rancho Cucamonga hypocrites. Wait, what's the full sentence? Rancho, Rancho Cucamonga... Say it, say it slow so I can fucking understand Rancho Cucamonga hypocrites. Rancho Cucamongo hypocrites. Good for you. There you go. Good for you. I said Mungo instead of Munga, but close enough. That's not as cool as Hulupa Palavati Vaitai. I cannot do that. I, I cannot do that. I will be the first or to tell you. Giannis Atatankupo. I could, I could get Atatankupo down. You know how I finally learned his name? How? You know that famous Mike Breen caller? He's like, Atatankupo! He, yeah. he dunked over everybody? Yeah. That's when I first saw Holy him. Holy shit, did you see that John Morant dunk the other night? Oh my god. That guy's a star. Yeah. Young star. Yeah. Hope he's booked correctly. I mean, he's in the Memphis territory, so I think he'll be all right. How many times are you going to lose a Relief Town game? <laughs> For their sake, I hope never. Jesus. Um, but yeah, that was a, a momentary distraction. So what we got in store for you today, we're going to talk a little bit about a certain rumor that's flying around. Um, a little bit of clickbait put out by a major media publication that kind of misled everybody. Um, we're going to talk about... A certain tag team, a very good tag team. Some say the best, some say... Top five. Top five. A, a unanimous top five. I wouldn't even... Uh, no, I wouldn't say unanimous. There's a lot of there's a lot of haters of them out there. There is. But, uh... And I'm one of them, they're still on my top five. They left Twitter. So, we're gonna talk about that. Um, there was something else that happened in AEW that is also involving Twitter that... Some, took over the wrestling world. Some lead to believe is why they left Twitter. Um, and we're going to give our thoughts on all that. There's a new free agent on the market that WWE is already reportedly interested in, and I'm sure a lot of places are interested in. I'm sure if you have money in a wrestling promotion, you're interested in this guy. I'm sure even if you don't have money, you're yeah. like, like, I'm, I want to fucking build a ring in the backyard and get him to come wrestle. Um, and then we will talk about the war report for week number 12, AEW versus WWE NXT. 
I don't know. I said WWE NXT. I no, I didn't know because you know what one of my biggest pet peeves is what? when someone says, "Yeah, I don't watch WWE. I only watch AEW, New Japan, and NXT." That grinds my fucking gears. Are you going after my father? No, that's just that's just blissful ignorance. That's that's Dave. Dave gets a pass. Dave can do whatever he wants. Dave gets a pass for whatever. Um, but like the people who will talk about, like, no, nope, I agree. Corrupt I agree. With company you. company I agree for going to Saudi Arabia, but they watch NXT. I agree. With you. It's the I... same goddamn thing. But I digress. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say something. I forget what it was. Oh, currently I believe our standings are this is week twelve, right? Yes. Cause I I'm believe, glad you know them. I believe you're seven three and one. That sounds right. And I am eight seven and two. three and one for NXT. We should should clarify for NXT. And I am no, eight I and think, three. I think you're seven. Eight, yeah, eight and three. That's I am right, eight and three. I, 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 I gave AEW the nod last AW week. last week. So yeah, there we go. Um, so there is that. And then the main event. It's the Christmas season. So what do you do during the Christmas season? Eat. You write well. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed. I'm working Christmas Eve. I miss like because every year like Christmas Eve is like. Big holiday for seafood in my family. What do the what, what do the Irish do on Christmas Eve? Well, I don't. I'm with my Italian family on Christmas Eve. I'm with my Irish family on Christmas. Oh, so yeah, you're Italian. The Italians with seven fishes. Oh yeah. We 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 used big, to do it. Big seafood feast me, on Christmas me, Eve. Me and my me and my fellow Harding Guineas. Linguine and clams, lobster. Linguine and clams are like one of my favorite things on earth. Linguine. I went to a uh, quick story before Takeover 25. Me and Desler went to this like Haitian bar, and we we're looking at the menu for stuff to eat. And they had fucking linguine and clams, so I got it. And it was delicious. Like, at a Haitian bar. Who would have thought? A Haitian bar? Yeah. Dude, they, they only had, like, premium liquor. And, like, the lady, the bartender, I, I think she, like, just started. She, like, bumped into the shelf, and, like, the Hennessy went down, the Ciroc went down, the fucking, like, Bombay went down. And me and Des are just looking at each other like, holy shit, she's That's probably going to get fired. That's wild. Yeah, it was It's probably hundreds and hundreds of dollars of, of liquor on the floor. It oh, was wild. But... I think we got completely distracted from where I was going with that segue. We absolutely did. But what do you do during Christmas time? You write a list to Santa and you tell him what you want for Christmas. So we are. And going then to- Santa puts a sock on his hand and shoves it down your throat. <laughs> Oftentimes, yes. Um, so we are going to make our wrestling Christmas wish list to Santa, and we'll see how many of our wishes come through, come true, or I guess come through, depending, in twenty twenty. Which we are almost at. Next next week's show is going to be New Year's Eve. I guess that'll be our decade in review show, which is wild. We're going to have to put a lot of thought into that one. Yes. Um, but anyway, the news coming up right after we tell you why if you're a podcaster, you should be using Anchor as your hosting service. So there is a spot at the end of AEW Dynamite that has the Twitter machine a-talking. Um... Uh, so there was a brawl. We're, see, this is this was like a big thing, so we didn't want to talk about it in the AEW review. But I'm just thinking about this brawl as already getting my uh, goose a gandering. So there's a brawl at the end of AEW, and there was a masked creeper who was who had the full mount position on Dustin Rhodes, and he was laying in them shots. Uh, Referee Mario Amazingly Yama- not the most out of shape person to creep I saw. Referee Mario Yamasaki would have been getting ready to stop the fight if this is the UFC. Referee Herb Dean would have let him go a little longer because he's a good referee. But uh, Yamasaki would have getting re- been getting ready to stop the fight. And uh, Steve Mazagati would have stopped the fight 20 minutes ago because he was the shits. But anyway, so 
friend of the show, Klondike Bill, tweeted a video of this. Um, it has over a million views. And I've seen takes on... Just takes down takes on takes about this tweet. It's... So I want to get the most important take of all. What is your take on this whole disaster, if you if it is a disaster? You cannot put that on television. I'm sorry. Whoever decided that should be fired. Set a president because the more and more we go down this road with this company, the more and more they show us to be am- they show to be amateurs, and, and they could learn, but like you need to set an example that that cannot be put on TV. And, you know, a lot of the arguments, like, that it wasn't a big deal was, did you notice it when you were watching AEW? I did. Okay, because I didn't. I, I, mean, did. I, I did. I was, you know, I didn't notice I, it. I, I saw it. I mean, it was only on camera for, like, four seconds. Yeah, I saw it, but I didn't see how bad it was until the tweet. Okay, see, I, like, if that tweet never existed, I would have never even noticed it. So I guess we got different takes on it. Like, yeah, it's a definitely a bad look, and um, it's definitely not something you want, but... I'm sure we go back and throw on some Shane McMahon clips or some equally as bad shit. Yeah. I know. I agree. Um, he, I just, Shane was just hitting them up. No. I, the, yeah. I get But I don't know. There's, I just don't think it's as much of a disaster as people are making it out to be. Um, I don't think it is either. But you, I you, definitely, I definitely wouldn't use the guy in that role again. A thousand percent. It's like, fun to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun and, to, and well-deservingly so. But... Also, doesn't Dustin have a little stroke in all this? Like, if, so. you're, if you're going to send one of them on Dustin, like the biggest legend other than Jericho you have in the company, aren't you going to give him the credit? Like, I don't work, think it was that thought out. You know what I mean? I don't think... Dustin's work is so historically crisp and great, and you stick this on him? I don't think they were cross-examining creepers to see which ones could throw the best working punches. You know what I mean? Like, well, they might have should have. They, they probably should have. I mean, you can make that argument, but I, I think they just assumed, because I'm assuming they're all local workers. I'm yes. assuming they all just assume that everybody could throw a punch. Like, it's probably... I've never been to wrestling school, but I'm assuming it's one of the first five things you're taught in wrestling school. And if it's not, it should be. Like, that's like whenever Jeff Jarrett or Jerry Lawler... Like, we saw Jerry Lawler wrestle in August. He had better punches than anyone I've seen wrestle all year, besides Jeff Jarrett, who's also from that era. So I think, like, the working punch is becoming a lost art. So maybe that's something... You're right. I forgot Lawler. Lawler still had the best punch. Yeah, Lawler's punches were awesome. And how old's the guy? 65. Off of a heart attack? Like, the dude still throws amazing punches. Like, I don't want to say it's easy to throw a good punch, because it definitely is an art. But it's not hard to learn how to throw a passable working punch. You know I could I mean? throw a decent working punch. It's like, I hate to sound like old man yelling at a cloud, but I just feel like wrestling schools these days are, te- are teaching people suicide dives before punches. That is a very old man yelling at cloud. It is. But no, you, you could be right. It, like, Well, that is, it's, it's partially our fault and it's partially yeah, wrestling. Because sure. you know, like, we're much more interested in Canadian destroyers then we are a good, solid working punch. The business evolves. Like, how many how many closed fists do you even see thrown? Now it's all uppercuts, like the European uppercuts and the forearms. Yeah. That's like, you don't really see worked punches being thrown that often. And when you do, it's and when you do see a good one, you know it's just beautiful. Yeah, like Jeff Jarrett in the Royal Rumble with Elias. Like, dude, dude was throwing great punches. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a great punch. And then you look at, like, just anybody 
who's been trained in the last two or three years throw a punch. And you know, threw a great punch. Not to say, who? Kona Crush. A great Hawaiian punch. I haven't watched a Kona Crush match in a while. Oh, I see. You're making a Hawaiian punch joke. That's funny. No, it wasn't. No. I, no, it wasn't. I apologize. The fact that I didn't get it right off the bat probably means it wasn't funny because I usually pick up on shit like that. But just don't do this again going forward. Yeah, and like like I said, I wouldn't even have noticed it. And like a lot of people are coming at Bill for posting the video, which is also bullshit. That's ball. Don't do that. Yeah, that's bullshit. Don't do that. You, because he... Went, you walk you walk your you walk your bitch ass right back into that glass house. Well, cuz no, I can understand. I can understand. There are some people on Twitter that are very anti AEW, but he's not one of them. Like I've he's posted multiple tweets of WWE boshes. Bill's one of the good guys. He's posted New Japan boshes. He basically he watches wrestling and if he sees something that pisses him off, he posts it. And this is just our basic our objective opinion. We don't know the guy. Yeah, no, like we've never met I'm him. I'm not even sure if he's even a man that runs it. The only the only thing we know of him is based off Twitter and the interactions we've had with him. And he's always been a fair guy in our interactions with him. And I don't think he's... Like, some people legitimately think he's out there trying to take AEW down, which is No, like, that's me. That's not him. No, it's not even you either, because you secretly don't hate them. This is all a gimmick. Yeah, that's what you think. It is what I... There are some times where I'm like, you really do hate this company and you give them too much shit. But... I'm, not the, I'm not the only one that thinks that. Oh no! But don't don't just don't send this guy out there again. Or just like Dustin said, like let Dustin work with him and teach him how to throw a punch, and he'll get yeah, better. Dustin, how long has Dustin been teaching wrestling? I don't know if he's ever like officially. I know he's like been an agent. I don't know if he's ever officially formally been a trainer. He trained in Florida. I didn't know that. You're the gold dust expert. Why are you asking me? Uh, I just that was more more rhetorical than uh, anything. But well, it didn't come off that way. Uh. Yes, he he trained. He's been training wrestlers for a while, a long time. I know he said that once he's like hang hung it up, hung it up, he wants to basically open uh, the AEW power plant. Yeah, yeah, their version of the performance center, which they, which if they're going to be around for a long time, they're they need, gonna need. Yes, they're gonna have to start recruiting guys like WWE, like WWE does. I know a lot of people don't like the ex football players and ex athletes. But, but if you just find one diamond in yeah. that rough, you know, it's worth it. Like, look at Big E. Look at Big E, yeah. Look at Big, Big e. e. There's tons of examples. Like, I know people like to shit on Alexa Bliss's in-ring work, but you can't deny that WWE made her a star. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman's another one. Like, he might not have the best in-ring work, but WWE made him a star to an extent. Yeah. They've kind of killed that over the past year and a half or so, but that's yeah, a that's totally different story for a different that's time. that's the truth. Um... But yeah, they're definitely that's definitely gonna be something they need. And yeah, like I said, I think certain people are blowing it out of proportion, and there are certain other people that are acting like it's perfectly okay. And both sides are wrong. Like it was, it was a botch. Botches happen. It's professional wrestling. It's live TV. Shit's gonna happen. So I don't know. That's where I stand on it. Okay, as as well. What we got next? Oh. channeling from what ECW or AEW? ECW. I almost said ECW. That's my father too much. Uh. I'm from one AEW controversy to another. I'm going to let you take this right off the bat because I know you want to talk about it. It's ah. the Bucks of Youth deleting their Twitters. I see what you did there. I, I got that one. Um, so, yeah, both Matt and Nick Jackson deactivated. Um, I believe... Which one reactivated? Was it uh, Nick? Nick, I believe. Nick ended up reactivating, but then he later said on Instagram 
that it was going to turn into like an official Young Bucks account and he would not be running it anymore. So, maybe they, they get in a they get in a merch agent. Well, I think that's what Mrs. Matt does. So, maybe Oh, yeah, he's she does all her shirts. Maybe maybe she's going to just run the Twitter now. But when strike I, what the fuck's even over there that you hit? Up here. No, that sounds about right. Um, so Papa Buck, when asked why they left Twitter, said they had to take a break from all the toxicity that they were dealing with from the fans and maybe System of a Down too. But um, in the city, in the city, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know. Like I. I get that there are a lot of people out there that want to see AEW fail, which baffles me. Like, even if you don't like them as a company, they're being, they're, they're being as many wrestling companies as there possibly can be on a mainstream level, not an indie level. Unlike a mainstream has a TV deal level is only good for the business. So there shouldn't be anybody that, well, even if you don't watch it, like I'm perfectly content if AEW isn't your thing and you don't want to watch it, that's fine. But wanting them to fail isn't, isn't good for the business. So, I bet they do deal with a lot of people like that. Just tell them to fuck off and whatever. But, when you're gonna throw stones, like, with all your skits on being the elite and stuff, you just gotta be prepared to take it. The door's open for that shit. And, yes, sure, you could argue that the Young Buck stuff is lighthearted and all in fun. Maybe some of the jabs thrown at them are, in, are in, all in fun, too, like, as a response. like Everything I say about them are always all in fun. You can't... And the thing about Twitter is, like, there's no sarcasm button for text. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could type something where I'm just being completely sarcastic and trying to joke around. And to someone else reading it, I could come off as a complete dickhead. Because you can't sense sarcasm through text. I mean, sometimes people should be able to sense sarcasm because the situation's very obvious. But that's another, once again, that's another story for another time. But I just think, like... I don't know. I'm taking it as they want attention. They kind of want sympathy. Yeah. Like, oh, man, they're making fun of our company. They can't build sympathy for the wrestlers. They'll build sympathy for them. Let's see. There you go again. People like you are the reason they left. That wasn't good fun. People like you are the reason that Matt and Nick Jackson. And then, like, I don't understand the people. Like, I have a question for you. So there are a bunch of people on Twitter who say that AEW is so microanalyzed, and WWE never gets microanalyzed the way WWE does. Are we on the same, like, internet or not? Yeah, like, go, like, if, honest to God, if that's your opinion, go fuck yourself. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. That's, that's strong. Um, no, you deserve, you deserve to go fuck yourself. I see WWE get torn apart on a weekly basis, and oftentimes they deserve it. Oftentimes they do shit that deserves to be torn apart. But that doesn't that doesn't take away that it happens. Yeah, no, that that, that doesn't take away that they get microanalyzed with every move they make. People are reacting to the Liv Morgan thing, saying, "I thought this was the women's evolution. Why is Liv Morgan naked in a bathtub?" When nobody knows what's going on with it's it. It's a yet. fucking video. Like, can we see where it goes first? Like, if she comes out and she's basically the 2020 version of Sable, okay, yes, then you have every right to bitch. That's a step backwards, but. Like, maybe the fucking bath is symbolic and she's washing away the old and in with... Like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, you don't, it it's been one week. So, like, can we fucking chill with that? Like, yes, AEW gets microanalyzed probably more than it should be for being 12 weeks old. But to say it gets more microanalyzed than WWE is, like, I don't think we're on the same internet. Yeah, I think just, it's just not true. 
It's not subjective. It's not an opinion. It's just not true. And, like, I just can't imagine. I guess Triple H should be the only one that, that would be the fair comparison. Because we know Vince isn't running his own Twitter. I kind of To our knowledge. I no, dude. There's no. He just learned a text like five years ago. There's no way he's running that Twitter. Um, I don't know if Steph runs her own Twitter. I I suspect maybe she does, but maybe not all the time. But Triple H, I I actually believe Triple H runs his own Twitter because he always wants to be the cool guy. So can you imagine Triple H getting so gotten to that he has to deactivate his account? Right. Like that's the thing that baffles me. Like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Just like you guys are. One of the best tag teams in the world. Fucking fat wrestling fans on Twitter are getting you so much that you would deactivate your... I just don't get it. Yep, I, I don't get it either. Like, people say mean shit to us And then you send your father out to go and explain it? People, <coughs> people say mean shit to us all the time. We just fucking laugh. Especially me! Like, you can't take... You can't... It's Twitter! You can't take it seriously! No, it's... I will say, we've been a part of wrestling Twitter for like two years now, and it has gone downhill fast. Like, when we first started, there was not as much nearly... There was not nearly as much negativity. Everyone was friendly. Everyone got along. There was one day where everybody got along. The AW World title being Yes. Stolen. But no, like, I feel like when we first started, people got along all the time. Yeah, I mean... Like... We also weren't looking that hard for negativity. Maybe we also but, weren't used to it yet. But that's what I mean. We're not looking hard for negativity now, and we're fucking finding uh, it everywhere. True. It's easy to find. Yeah, like, I don't know what happened. Like, why... Like, my thing is... If somebody likes the Rus like I don't like the Rusev and Lana and Lashley stuff. I'll get into more of that in my wish list. But if somebody likes it, I'm not going to attack them and tell them they're dumb for liking it. Mm-hmm. And that seems like what's going on. Like no matter what somebody likes, if somebody else doesn't like it, they just they just basically tell them they're wrong and they're dumb and they're bad wrestling fans. It's like, dude, just take a chill pill. It's men pretending to fight half naked. Like, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. No, you're right. So, I get from that point why they feel like they might have needed a break. But if you need a break, you just need a break, log a break. That's different. Just log off. Don't go on your account for a couple months. Yeah. We, you, you don't need, like, deactivating to me is wanting a pity party. Did you? Yeah, it is. It's wanting attention. When we, when we got home from WrestleMania... We didn't go on Twitter for like a week. We didn't go on Twitter for a week. We didn't want to watch wrestling for a week. We, were we didn't out. fucking make an announcement though. We didn't say, "Hey guys, we're fucking we're too burnt out. We're going away." And if and if you are burnt, and no, that's completely different. If you're burnt out and you want to like, because if we weren't putting out a show, we'd let people know. So I I, I guess burnout's a different thing. But I don't know. I just feel like they could have took a break without making a spectacle of it. Yes, that's kind of right. Like, I mean, it would have became a spectacle, no doubt about it. Yeah, but. It wouldn't be them making the spectacle. But would it have been a, if the Young Bucks just weren't on Twitter for a month and didn't say anything? Would people? I'm sure people would notice, but it wouldn't have been what it is now. We wouldn't have. Pop- you don't think there's people out there searching for the Young Bucks Twitter? I'm sure there is. So they, mean, they would find out rather quickly. I mean, they're fucking van- they vanity search and block people apparently, from what I've heard. We're not blocked by the Young Bucks, but Which I know, is surprising. Well, I don't think we've ever said a bad word about them. On Twitter. I, mean, I don't think either, to be honest with you. I don't mind the, the Young Bucks. The only tweet I remember even tweeting with the Young Bucks is saying, give me the Usos over the Young Bucks any day, twice, and Sundays. And that's not necessarily negative. That's just pro-Uso. Yeah. You didn't say, give me the B-team over the Young Bucks. That could have been a little... The B-team goes with better gear and better song. The B-team does not have better gear. B-team, B-team. Go, go, go. That t-shirt they have is horrendous. It's hysterical. Um, 
But yeah, that's the that's the Young Bucks leaving Twitter deal. Um, I get the rationale, but I didn't think they needed to make a spectacle of it. Oh, they absolutely did. Or even if they just even if they just deactivated that. But uh, Nick sent that tweet. He's like, "Oh, I had a great time on this app for ten years, but see, ya, I've had enough." Like, yeah. He, they just want a pity party. Yep. And I'm sorry if that pisses. I'm sorry if me telling people that pisses you off. I apologize. I usually try to be the nice guy, and I don't know. I just I see through their veiled attempt for sympathy. I guess. Me too. Me too. Oh yes. So, so up next, a very big rumor. Across the world, as several reputable media outlets for WWE and wrestling in general reported that Edge showed an in ring contract will return. So I'm very disappointed with Bleacher Report. They sent out this tweet and got people in a frenzy. And they didn't even link the article. It was did you read the article? No. Okay. So Mike Johnson put out an article stating that this is this is this is an exact quote. But this is pretty much what he said. He said, Edge recently signed a new contract. It's for a lot of money. I have a gut feeling he's going to show up at the Rumble because this has to be for more than just the Edge and Christian show on the network. Yeah, I mean, that's very, very clickbaity. Bleacher Report reported it as that Edge has reportedly signed a deal for an in-ring comeback, which is not what Mike Johnson said at all. No. He said he had a gut feeling that we would be seeing Edge at the Rumble. I just, like, how can you... It's And they didn't even include a link to the article. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That's bad uh, social media work. Yeah, right like, there. if you're going to do... If you're going to put a clickbait title, at least include a link to the article so people can click on it and get, like, the real story. Like... I hate clickbait headlines, but at least clickbait headlines have the full story hidden within. This was just, this is beyond clickbait. This is just, this is just propaganda. This is working people into a frenzy for no reason. So, nonsense. So let's get, so let's get, uh, let's, let's dive into this a little bit. So it was reported a couple months back that Edge was in Pittsburgh seeing Dr. Maroon, who of course is the WWE physician. And now it's confirmed that this new contract was signed. That's not a rumor. Edge did sign a new WWE contract for a lot more money than his previous one was. But do you think that necessarily means that he is coming back? We should note that Edge tweeted, nope, nope, not never. <laughs> Which is a double negative. Yeah. But. but also, what's he supposed to say? Like, if he's coming back, he's yeah. not going to spoil it either. Yeah, he's not like, I'm going to be in the Rumble. Right, so. So I'm really taking that in the grain of salt. Yeah, that tweet, that tweet doesn't really mean anything, but. I don't know. What was the question again? What's your take on it? Do you think? What do you think all this means? I should also know. I mean, hang on. I should I also would... know one more piece of evidence that's missing. Brian Alvarez said on Wrestling Observer Radio that Edge is cleared to some extent because he was allowed to do the spear at SummerSlam. WWE with Paige. Paige isn't cleared at all. She had to be written off TV by getting misted. She couldn't even take a bump. So we know Edge is cleared to some extent because he was allowed to spear Elias. Is he cleared fully? Who knows? I mean, I would like to see him clear just for his health wise, and but if I mean, and then know if it's risky, but if you can honestly say he can get through one match and go out more on his terms than he did, I don't know if he got any better than what he did. You're right. He you're, retained the world title at WrestleMania. He retired the next night, I believe. Yes. Right. Yes. But if he can have one more match with Cena or something, so and then just go out on top, I think he'd be okay. So is that the route you'd go? Because I know a lot of people were talking about Edge dream matches and like people are saying Alistair Black, and like I don't think Edge needs any kicks to the head. 
No, but I'm just saying, like, you'd go the Cena route and not a new opponent. Like, Seth Rollins, because you remember in 2014, Seth threatened to paralyze him. Yes. So people have thrown that one around a lot. Um, I like the edge of Seth work. Ultimate opportunist versus ultimate opportunist. But then again, Seth also kind of has that reputation of being a unsafe worker. Yeah, he ruins Sting's career. That, is that is that is that the side of your fence you're on? No. Okay. I well, I don't know with you. So. Yeah. No. That's, that's the you side. You have some of interesting takes. I don't know with you. So will we see Edge back in the Royal Rumble, or at any time relatively soon? I'm going to 2020 being an optimist. Yes. Wow, that's interesting. Um, being being the natural pessimist I am, I'm gonna say no. And if we do see him, great. If we don't, he had a hell of a career. He doesn't. He has nothing to prove. You're right. Another thing that's uh, not written down on the docket, but I just thought of this because you mentioned his name a mere second ago. WrestleVotes reported that John Cena wants a more substantial role in WrestleMania this year rather than the appearance he had last year because WrestleMania is in Tampa and that's where he now lives and he feels that this WrestleMania has special meaning to him. WrestleVotes is usually a reliable source. The reported things such as uh, Daniel Bryan winning the WWE title last year, Mustafa Ali making his uh, main roster debut, getting the call up from 205 Live, they reported broadcasting in it, uh, Extreme Rules. So they're reputable 90% of the time. Um, so what would you have John Cena do at WrestleMania, assuming Edge is a no-go, because I think that's where you'd go if Edge was a go. I know I kind of put you on the spot here, but... Edge and uh, Rollins and Cena, maybe? Rollins and Cena. See, the three matches I've heard for Rollins is Rollins and Cena, Rollins and Punk, and Rollins and Edge. Everyone wants Rollins to face a part-timer. That's funny. Um, I was thinking Cena and Aleister Black. It's an easy storyline. Cena knocks on the door. He says it's a way to give Black a gigantic win at a big stage. And because Heyman reportedly loves the guy. Yes. Um... Heyman, Heyman loves him and Ricochet. Yeah. And Humberto. And Humberto. Heyman is like the sole reason Humberto is getting this push. Um, which is refreshing. Like, Raw is a tough watch sometimes, but at least we're getting to see some different people featured. Yeah, very true. So, what would you have for Cena? I don't, I don't remember what you just said. It's Rollins. Any, any particular rationale? No. Nope. How would you set it up? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Good talk, bud. Just don't know. I don't know. So what do we got? One more thing. Have him save WB. Uh, have him save W. Save WB from Rollins and the uh, Authors of Pain. No, that has to be the Kevin Owens spot, dude. You can't take that away from KO. Yeah, I give me. I see. I can help KO. Do like a two-on-three handicap match. I can. I can see that. That's cool as there, shit. There'd be some tension because obviously KO and Cena had a gigantic rivalry, and like. KO is a baby face, but he always has those heel tendencies in him. I can, I can dig that. Give AOP a nice spot in the main card. I can get behind that. Maybe even throw Ray in, make it a six-man tag, because yeah. Ray's had some issues with them lately. Look at that. See, I, you just booked me all the I turned, I turned your chicken shit into chicken salad. You just booked me the mania. There you go. We got one item left on the news? Yep. Two, well, one quick mention. The picture of uh, Ryback. Oh. Uh, Skip Sheffield. Uh, what's even his name? His name's Ryback. He copied... Well, he's fighting WWE over right now. So he legally changed his name to Ryback, like the Warrior did in, like, the 90s. And WWE is trying to fight it and say that doesn't mean shit. You still can't use it in wrestling. So there's an ongoing going court battle. Uh, so technically, I guess he's Ryback, but I don't know if he'll be Ryback for 
long if this court battle doesn't go the way he's hoping it goes. But for now, he's Ryback. He's the big guy. He's Ryback Reeves. His, that's his, his legal name is Ryback Reeves. That's funny as shit. Um, but would you like to see the big guy in AEW? I mean, no. <laughs> Just no interest? Or he any... didn't interest me in WWE. Why would he interest me in there? See, he didn't interest me in WWE either, but they need big guys. And he's so... kind of an asshole. But they do need big guys, so that's true. So I think he could carve out a niche in that company. I saw him in LaGuardia Airport. But there's also there's also that fine line where you don't want to become the company that has too many ex-WWE guys. So, like, you know, you got to be careful because they're probably going to go after Luke Harper. Cody's comments made it seem like he, he wants Luke Harper. That's a little different situation, though. Still a WWE guy. Still a WWE guy. A little different situation. In my and you know though. people will spin it that way. Oh, yeah. So you just got to – well. I don't know. Is it a little different situation? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like Luke Harper, well, Luke Harper fits in with them more than just being a WWE guy. He wrestled for WWE in a long time. Who, Luke Harper? Yeah. Just on a pay-per-view like two months ago. It's on Hell in a Cell. You're right. He was just in the Saudi show. It's like month, one month ago. Yeah, but you know what I mean. He hasn't done much for them. I just think he's can he be an asset. He could be an asset there. He's like he's more of an asset than just a WWE guy. That makes sense. Tag champ and a continental champ. Yeah. He's got a place in history. All right. Uh, I just like disputing you. I'm, I just like arguing. But yeah, um, it doesn't really do anything for me. But I guess I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing him in AEW. Like I don't have anything against the move. But I don't know. I don't think that's gonna shift the paradigm, as John Moxley would say. No, no, it won't. So, what's the last thing on the docket for the news? Double K. Killer Cross is officially released from his Impact Wrestling contract and is now officially a free agent. In ten words or less, where does he go? Where do you want him to go? Ooh. I really don't know, honestly. I'd like to see He's him. He's one of those guys that will make money anyway. Yeah. He's going to... The... So, WrestleVotes also reported that WWE's pursuing him heavier than they do other free agents. They're, they're trying to give him the Hangman Page deal. That makes sense to me. It does, especially with his wife, girlfriend. I don't know. Are they? I think they're... I think they're married. Are they? I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure either. Wife and or girlfriend is already there. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. There are tons of couples that work for different companies. But... <sighs> Killer Cross versus Keith Lee... And on a takeover atmosphere is something I would love to see. Yes, absolutely. Killer Cross versus anybody is something I would love to see in WWE. Yeah. I think WWE is the best fit for him, and I think they should really go after him because he can, he could bring something to that product that they don't have. But he'd also he'd also get over gigantically in Japan. Yep, yes, he would. Like, but everybody gets over in Japan. But they love their fucking big Americans. That's like their favorite thing. You look at Lance Archer. He's like the biggest American I've ever seen. Well, Hanson and Brody. Stan Hansen. So I said, I said Hansen and Brody. Oh, uh, they meant Warbeard Hansen. Him too. Him too. <laughs> yeah, Brody um, was huge. Even even JBL had Vader. some stuff over there. And JBL is a big guy. Vader. Vader, big Van Vader. Yeah, of course. Foley. Fucking Bob Sapp got an IWGP title run. That tells you what you need to know right there. Yep. They love their big Americans. So you want him to go to Japan? Or NXT? Yeah, I don't want him to go on AEW. I just think he's the best place. For a place. particular reason? No, I just think his best place would be in American TV would be in NXT. I wouldn't mind him in AEW. I just I want. To no, I wouldn't either. I just I just, just I don't want. I shouldn't have said that. I said that a little more aggressively than you, I meant. You did. You made it sound like, like I want him to go to WWE before anybody else. All before right. anything else, I want that to be the number one in his heart. Fair, fair enough. So that's gonna wrap up the news. Coming up next, we will have the war report.
But before we get there, we want to tell you about our friends at Pro-Am Belts. You need a belt for anything, maybe you just want a poker tournament. Uh, I know you had a rough ending to your fantasy football season, so I'll leave you Yeah, Kenny and Drake, we were going to get one one for our fantasy football league, but now I no longer have a choice, or I no longer have a decision in the matter because I've lost. Oh, with the winner picks the the, the gimmick? You're allowed to change it if you want to. What's the trophy right now? It is a armchair quarterback. It's a guy in it's a guy in a suit or in a suit. It's a guy in a football helmet and cleats and a football in in, in a chair. I guess that's fitting. Yeah. Like, <coughs> they made our Turnbuckle Topics championship for us, which is absolutely astounding. It's our very own ten pounds of gold around here. And to get a nice little discount on your custom championship belt, you're going to use code TBT fifteen off. Once again, that's code TBT fifteen off. That'll save you 15% off your custom belt order. And once again, that's www.proambelts.com. Um, they are the best in the biz with custom title belts. The turnaround time. They absolutely are. The turnaround time is unbelievable. And you can design it or you could uh, pick from their templates. Whatever your little heart desires, go to proambelts.com and become a champion today. Coming up next, the War Report. Who won for the week? We will tell you. And our answers might shock you. Yep. So, since there is no AEW show next week, this is our last war report of the decade. The year. Oh, the de- well, yeah, the decade. Even, you know, it's crazy. Being in this decade, <coughs> I was, at the beginning of this decade, I was twelve. Yeah, that's how that's how decades work. I know, but like ten years. It's crazy. I was fourteen. That's crazy. Yeah, wild. Started at twelve, ended at twenty-three. Ended in ended in a real bad, real bad. Uh, Real bad WWE times in 2010. Listen, bud, I'm trucking along. I got like eight months left, and then I gotta decide if I'm gonna keep going or not. You're gonna keep going. I wanna, I, I wanna reel up the punk rain, but I don't know if I could do it, man. I don't know if I could sit through 434 days of that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's 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 not even counting the time I gotta use to get to November. You know what's funny? What? I didn't know you were recording this. Really? Yeah. You thought I was just babbling on about decades for no reason? Yep. I don't got time for all that. But anyway, the War Report is brought to you by our good friends over at Manscaped. You're going to go over to manscaped.com, use promo code TURNBUCKLE to get 20% off and free shipping. I will tell you a little story about my Manscaped. Oh, I can't wait. So, yesterday, I uh, had a little Christmas party, and there was plenty of ho-ho-hos there. <laughs> did any of them get crying Jordan, Jordan-faced? No. Oh, my God, you saw that, didn't you? I did. Unbelievable, isn't it? That's funny. That's some good. That's some funny shit. And uh, so I, need, I needed my uh, little reindeer to uh, be in tip-top shape. Jesus Christ! I had to trim. I had to trim the spruce trees. On, Jesus Christ Day. So I got the lawnmower 2.0. Yeah. Fired it up. I fired it up. Shined it goes. It, it goes turned it, goes, it sideways. It goes. Great sound. It is the best pubic hair trimmer on the planet. And in order to use it, it's so easy. You just swipe it across your nuts and uh, the top of my, or as I call my fupa. And that's great. And also, I had a pretty gnarly facial hair situation going on, going into yesterday. Yeah. So I threw on my Barbersol because that's my favorite shaving cream. And I used the plow to get cleaner than a new car. And then at the party, there's a lot of people there. What happens is a lot of people, 
What happens? What happens to venues and there's a lot of people? Gets uh, clammy. It gets clammy. It's real clammy. So I started sweating. I was in suit pants. So I snuck into the bathroom. I pulled out a crop mop ball wipe, and I'm telling you what, they're the greatest things on the face of the earth. And you so they've moved up to number one. They're at number three. And they've moved up to number one. <coughs> Not on certain days. And guess it's a situational. So I can't recommend gimmick. Manscaped enough for others from the ball deodorant, the two razors that they have, because you don't want the same razor touching your face as you do your satchel. You've have you be honest, have you done that before? I think we all have. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we, we all, all have, have done it. Point. Yeah, it's gross, though. It's it is. We're, we're both in college and poor, so. I'm still poor. It happens. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm still poor. I do my best to disguise it, but I'm, I'm still poor. So, I can't recommend Manscaped enough. Uh, our friend, good, My good friend just bought one using our promo code. And, and you should, too. You should, too. And he absolutely loves it. He was very excited. He loves the shed. Shed is awesome. I'm a big fan of the shed. <laughs> Which is a great real leather carrying case to fit all your Manscaped needs. Good old travel bag ski. Oh, yeah. So, can't recommend Manscaped enough. They're good friends. They've been very good to us since we started with them. Tony, tell them to get some money off. Once again, you're going to go to www.manscaped.com. You're going to go to the promo code area. Enter promo code TURNBUCKLE. It'll give you 20% off your entire order. And you will also get free shipping. Because isn't that a bitch? You're about to buy a t-shirt. It says it's $38. You add it to the cart. You go to checkout. And all of a sudden, your, to- your total is $48. Because I want to add $10 for process- processing and handling. Yeah, it's pretty common. I'm talking to you, Supreme. But I digress. You don't got to worry about that with Manscaped. Because when you use our promo code, you will not only save 20% off, but it will ship straight to the- your door of your apartment, your condo, your house, your military base, wherever the hell you're at. For free. So once again, use that's promo code TURNBUCKLE, 20% off, free shipping. Now let's get in to the war report. Hope you have your bulletproof vest and your hard hat, and let's get in the trenches. Nice. Thank you. So AEW, let's start. Show kicked off with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh... I enjoyed this match. So I've been told on Being the Elite they're doing a, uh, they're teasing Hangman Page turning. That was good to hear because I think that has potential. But now it's starting to creep on the television, which I like because I don't watch Being the Elite. I just don't have the time. Um, you just refuse to do it. No, I used to, I don't have the time. I, gen, I genuinely don't. Like, I have to watch 14 wrestling shows a week. I don't have the time for their internet sketch SNL See, we watched SNL. You, you were at a party. But SNL was awesome last I night. I did. I heard A. Murphy killed it. Oh, SNL was awesome last I'll have to watch it. Um, yeah, I wasn't even working and I watched it. So that, that shows you how good it was. But anyway, um, I enjoyed this match. There was some tension between Hangman and Kenny, and it caused him to lose. So I know I've said this about 14 million times, but they just got to decide what they're doing with these tag rules. Either have no rules or enforce them. Yeah, the, the mixed match is just annoying. Yeah, like there are times where they'd enforce them in this match, and there are other times when it was just kind of all over the place. Minor nitpick, but... It's, it's, it's all that minor, though, if we're noticing it. Yeah, because it's, you know, like, it's... My whole thing is... I kind of kind of isn't, though, because I want to be, quote-unquote, sports-based presentation... 
and like if they didn't say sports based entertain at sports based presentation it wouldn't matter because wrestling's entertainment and like as long as i'm being entertained i don't care but if you're gonna say that you're gonna present it like a real sport i guess there should be some enforcement of the rules i always compare it to the nfl refs but they're not the best either so i probably shouldn't make that comparison no no you shouldn't but it would be like if if tom brady just got smoked 20 seconds after uh throwing the ball and i said tom brady because he gets a flag thrown and on his behalf he gets sneezed on but it's like if Tom Brady just got drilled 20 seconds after he let go of the ball, and they just decided not to throw a flag. It's like, well, you kind of got to throw a flag there. Yeah, it's got to be it's ball consistency. Yeah. So. More than good or bad. But it didn't really take away from my enjoyment of the match. I still enjoyed no, the match. No, I didn't either. Uh, Hangman's uh, antics around the tag rope and stuff were pretty great. I mean, they're leaning heavy toward that turn now. Then something confused me. They went to picture-in-picture, picture and Pac went hunting for Nakazawa. So Pac found the room Nakazawa was in. He closed the door. Then Kenny walked backstage. He opened the door. Pac and Nakazawa were nowhere to be found. And then the Lucha Brothers kicked his ass. That was baffling. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I was hoping you did. No, like, I, they gotta stop. <coughs> Assuming I you know. Yeah. Well, I almost spoiled something on my wish list, so I'm gonna stop there and save it. All right, the Butcher and the Blade. Taking on Cody and Darby Allen. Once again, I thought this match was fun. I like the stipulations of this match. Uh, if they won, that Cody would have to face Darby again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I saw a lot of people have a problem with them beating the Butcher and the Blade already. I'm kind of torn. No, you probably shouldn't have beat them their second week. But if their role is just to be MJF's uh, henchmen and they're not gonna be like a top team, I have no problem with it. Yeah, it's it's, it's all about future. As long as their as long as their plans are just to have them as MJF's goofy henchmen, you know, I have no problem with them. I do love some goofy henchmen. Um, well, there's then this is the show for you because there's some goofy henchmen. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Um. So I didn't really have a problem with the Butcher and the Blade losing. It was a fun enough match, and I'm enjoying what I've seen of the Butcher and the Blade. They they could work. Yes, they can. I enjoy them. Um, Pentagon Jr. insults Christopher Daniels, saying he doesn't have it anymore. Uh, and then Christopher Daniels just says, maybe I don't, and walks off. So, let's get to Chris Jericho and Jungle Boy. Probably one of the better things on the show. The best thing on the show, if you ask me. Um, I, this was nine minutes of just fantastic stuff. This was the perfect example of how a time limit can enhance the drama in a match. Uh, so Chris Jericho is dominating most of the match. Jungle Boy got some hope spots in. And then at the end, Chris Jericho had him locked in the walls. Jungle Boy did not tap. Um, and then the bell rung. It was a draw. Chris Jericho went to Justin Roberts and demanded five more minutes. He bullied the timekeeper into ringing the bell. He couldn't put Jungle Boy away. Jungle Boy fought back and Chris Jericho backed off and walked away. So, originally, I thought this was the stupidest thing ever, but then uh, Excalibur claimed that those last five minutes didn't count, which I actually liked, because why the hell did Chris Jericho have the authority to just restart a match? Exactly. So, I actually really liked that they went out of their way to explain that those last five minutes did not count. They are just shenanigans. Yeah. And the shenanigans helped Jungle Boy, because at the end, he stood tall and Chris Jericho backed down. I'll tell you what, they got a star in him. Yeah. If 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 they plan it the right way and book him the right way, they got a star in him. An absolute star. 
So Awesome Kong had another squash match. It was an Awesome Kong. It was an Awesome Kong squash match. Yeah. The hair thing is still weird. I'm open to see where this Nightmare Collective is going, but we got three join us gimmicks going on at the same time, and uh, I'm not a fan of that. But me neither. What are you gonna do? Speaking of Awesome Kong, we have Chris Statlander um, in a number one contendership match. So, what did you think of Chris Statlander and the Doctor? She looked great. Uh, she's gonna be a, she's gonna be a star there. She can help save them from just abysmal women's division. Are you okay with them pretending she's a legitimate alien in their sports based presentation company? In the sports based presentation company, yes. In any, in professional wrestling, no. I think you got that backwards. No. So you're fine with it in a sports? No, you you asked me if I have a problem with it. Yes. In, in a sports in a sports based. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In a re- professional okay. professional wrestling. You asked no. that in a very strange way. You should have just. I always do that. So yeah. It's okay. So thankfully they did not let her cut a promo because while I agree with you, she's going to be a star. She cut a promo on AEW Dark, and just like the the space puns she was using sounded like the worst scripted WWE verbiage you've ever heard. Go out on watch AEW Dark last week. And listen to the promo she cut. It was bad. All right. She needs to work on that then. Thankfully, they did not let her cut a promo. Brandy interrupted and basically tried to convince her to join her again. <laughs> uh, Chris Atlander did not. And now on January 1st at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, it will be the AEW Women's Champion Riho defending against Chris Statlander. They're going to they gonna pull the trigger? Yep. You think so? Yep. I think Chris Statlander is going to be the... I think it's the only way they can do it. She's going to go from not even being signed to champion in less than a month. Yes. Interesting. Um, now, main event time. The Young Bucks taking on SCU with the AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. I really like the match. I did, too. I thought the match was good. Um, SCU got the win. But as Game of Thrones once told me... Nothing except before the word what counts. What? Nothing before the word but counts. That's, you know, that's a true statement. It's a great match, but... The Dark Order came out with their creepers. They beat up SCU and the Young Bucks. Then Cody came out. Then Kenny came out. Then Dustin came out. And you'll never guess what happened. Every single solitary star... This company has, besides Chris Jericho and John Moxley, and arguably Jungle Boy, if you think he's there yet. He's not there yet, but he will be. And arguably Darby Allen, the same boat, if you think he's there yet. Yeah, which, those two are on the fringe. But every star they had, except Chris Jericho and John Moxley, got their ass beat, got their asses beat by geeks and masks. By fat geeks and masks. Not all of them are fat. Some of them were very fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated this. Yes, I hated every minute of this. This was so bad. Which was a shame because I really liked this show until then. Yeah, it it, it left a really sour taste in my mouth because um, that it was just nonsense. Give up, give up on the dark order already. I yeah, wouldn't even they, say they don't even the cool people in their club. I wouldn't even say give up on the dark order because I like I liked the vignettes. I think the vignettes gave them a rebirth almost. It gave them a second chance, but you can't have your top stars get beat up by these creepers unless the creepers unmask and it's like the original fucking four horsemen. Like, yeah, I like, I agree that it's just insulting. 
I almost hate to say this, but the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are less valuable now than they were at the start of this, which is baffling. And I understand it's a double-edged sword because they're the bookers and the EVPs, so if they book themselves to the moon, it's kind of a WCW situation where it looks bad. Yeah. And like, but you can't book yourself to lose all the time either. But the thing is, they're not even booking themselves to lose all the time. They win matches. It's just like when there's any stakes, they always lose. Cody can supposedly never challenge for the world title again. Obviously, they're going to get around that somehow, some way. But just think about that. I wouldn't even say arguably the most over. He's the most over. Yes, he the is. The most over guy in the company, in theory, can never challenge for the world title again. Yep. That's baffling. It's absurd. You can't. Like, you can't do that. Absolutely absurd. You can't do that. And I know they're going to fucking find a way around it because it's pro wrestling and there's always loopholes. But, like, you just... I don't know. Let's get to NXT, shall we? Let's. The opener, the NXT title is on the line where former Bullet Club members, the original leader, Finn Balor, taking on a very brief Bullet Club member, probably less than a year, uh, Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Uh, I like this match. I thought it protected Finn in the loss with uh, Gargano. It absolutely did. With Gargano making his return. It was a good way to have Adam Cole pick up a bullshit win without the Undisputed Era so he could still brag that he did it without any help. Um, and yeah, I, I really like this match. Uh, what do you think of like uh, Finn Balor going with the whole Prince deal? Like He's got Prince on the Titan shirt I enjoy now. it. He's got red X's on his knee pads. It's, it's different than what he had, but I enjoy it. So I also enjoyed it, and Johnny beat the hell out of Balor, and it looks like we could be getting that in, uh, in the great city of Portland, Oregon. That would be good. Damian Priest and Killian Dane. A month ago, I wouldn't have cared about this match, but they've done a great job with Damian Priest. and Yes, they have. And he's, he's got some stud written all over him. I enjoyed this match. Um, it was... A I match? Mean, yeah, it was a good match. It was solid. Cameron Grimes versus Kushida. It's the only match I did not see from the thrill. Really? Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah, good. Very good. Um, Cameron Grimes got the win. They put him over Kushida. And he got his shitty little hat back. Which all is right in the world. Uh, this was a great match. I like. I just can't believe this guy was Trevor Lee. Only, only to be topped eventually. Well, yeah. I just can't believe this guy was Trevor Lee. Like, it's baffling. Like, Trevor, they, they turned Trevor Lee into Cameron Grimes. And that's not an indictment on Trevor Lee. No. I just, just didn't know he had this in him. No, I didn't even. He's on the end. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> he, was not, he was with Impact. You're right, he was. Io Shirai versus Santana Garrett. Just a squash match to get Io Shirai over as a heel. The highlight of this match is when a fucking dirtbag that hopefully got kicked out said, go back to China. And Io turned to him and said, I'm from Japan, bitch. And did a split. Yes, and did a split. So that's basically the highlight from that. Other than that, it was just a squash for EO. Travis Banks and Peter Dune. Um, second week in a row for Travis, Travis Banks on NXT America. I enjoy seeing him a lot. He's good. Um, they're clearly trying to build up this World's Collide deal. And it was a fun match. I was a fan. Yes, I mean, it was, it was very good. So, the main event... Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. 
I don't. I won't say this match was incredible, but the last five minutes were. Oh incredible. my god, was it so good? The finishing sequence, like <laughs> the thing is, like the fourth time in a month that I've said Rhea Ripley has been involved in the one of the best finishes I've seen in a while. Oh yeah, I mean, three nights in a row she had it. Yeah. And uh, now this, oh man, I can't imagine what they see in her. They see star. They see dollar signs. Yeah, they see they dollar see bills. Money. Because she is that good. So Rhea was in the choke. She refused to give up. She eventually powered out. And she hit a avalanche riptide from the top rope. Wow. She won the ring. She she won the title, and then fans flooded the ring, put her on her sh- put her on their shoulders, and they had an old fashioned mosh pit. And then once the cameras went off the air, Rhea Ripley stayed and celebrated with the fans for like twenty five minutes. It was awesome. I love big celebrations in wrestling. It makes a moment feel great. This felt like uh, when Sami Zayn won the NXT title, except Kevin Owens wasn't there to ruin it. And yeah. So, anything you liked, you didn't like? What did you like about these shows? What didn't you like? I kinda, NXT. I kind of just ran through them and talked about what I liked and didn't like. But now I want to hear from you. NXT opened and finished with some great stuff. Yeah. Like, the, probably the best two things of the night. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's But any the rest was kind of, eh. AEW only had one good segment. See, I disagree with that. I like the main event. I like the opener. I like the main event, but it's just ruined by the curve. It was. No, that was awful. That was... When I say, like, the main event, I'm talking about opening bell to closing bell. Everything after that was horseshit. Yes, it was. Legitimate, unfiltered horseshit. Awful. Um, But I really enjoyed SCU and the Young Bucks. I enjoyed the opener. Also, minus the wacky backstage shit. Uh, Noticing a pattern here. Oh, yeah. And Jericho and Jungle Boy was a great segment start to finish. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Jer- Jericho and Jungle Boy was professional wrestling done right. Take notes from that, people. Yeah, it was good. You're making a star in Jungle Boy and you're protecting your champion. What else could you want? And we'll see where they go from here with Jungle Boy. I mean... All he has to go is up, right? Hopefully. If they don't mess it up. Which I'm sure they won't. Yeah, I, don't think, uh, yeah, I'm, I hope they don't. Because I don't see him working anywhere else and I really like him. NXT would sign him in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? Really? Jack Perry's son. Are you That's kidding true. me? That's true. Well, he is Jack Perry. Luke Perry's son, excuse me. Yes. If he was Jack Perry's son while being Jack Perry, that'd be impressive. Yes. Especially considering he's like 23. He's younger than me and he's doing all that shit. It's insane. Absolutely insane. (laughs) It's two weeks in a row. You just had a fucking stroke on live air. Really? You had like a run-on sentence about Jungle Boy being younger than you and it being insane. Like, it was all one word. It was awesome. No, that was insane. It's insane that he's younger than me. Yeah, but you said it all in one word. You said, Jungle Boy's only 23 years younger than me. It was insane. It was all one word, and it was awesome. Oh, Jesus. Um, but anyway, it's time to vote. I was, if, a, if that AEW did not end so badly, I would have given them the show. But I'm giving it to Rhea. I think, or I'm giving it to NXT because of Rhea. Finn and, Finn and Cole opened the door, and Rhea kicked it shut for this week. I really wanted to give it to AEW. I really did. Creepers were too much for me. Yeah, I gotta go NXT. Like, so now I'm nine two and one, but I, f- which is like land, which is like a landslide for NXT. But like, I feel like it shouldn't be that much of a landslide. No, right? It's gonna be same here. So I don't know. I guess NXT. I gotta go NXT. The opener was great. Cameron Grimes and Kushida was great. The Rhea, the Rhea finish was great, along with the celebration. And man, that Dark Order shit sucked. Yeah, I couldn't see better myself. So now that brings me to nine, nine and three. And I'm eight, three and one. And you are eight, three and one. 
Which it really should be eight and four, but you wouldn't let, you wouldn't let me pick AEW that week. Correct. Which is bullshit still. You were there. So. Uh, you you'll, you'll get your McDouble. I like McDoubles. You will. Okay. All right. Well, coming up next, uh, hopefully Mike gets a Red Bull, and we have our wrestling Christmas wish list. So stick around. All right, fresh off the line of cocaine, let's do this. You're making a list, you're checking it twice. Gonna find out if you're naughty or smuggling drugs. The Xanax clause is coming. Gonna play the Zanzibar. But anyway, so the new year is almost upon us. So we have made a list, and you checked it twice, but I haven't checked it at all. And we are going to give our list of wishes for 2020 in the world of professional wrestling. Um, how many do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Okay, cool. All right, so I am going to start. My wish, I know we talked about this one earlier. It's probably on your list, too. I wish that AEW will get Kenny Omega on track to be the Kenny Omega of old. All right, let's talk just about this one as a topic. Okay. Because I have this as well. Okay. Stop insulting our intelligence. Okay. Stop it. Tony, stop it. I'm not it. insulting anyone's intelligence. No, not you. Oh, the, the other Tony. Yeah. Okay. Awesome Kong. <laughs> awesome Khan. Awesome Khan. The Khan man. Khan, the Khan man. Wow, it's just too easy. The Khan keys the door. <laughs> I need someone to fucking put his face on all these. Khan Cheney. <laughs> the Khan more. Now you're trying too hard. Mower of Con. Con Van Dam. Con Van Dam. <laughs> uh, Connie Rods. <laughs> Connie Rods. <laughs> Con Cena. Con. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite one. <laughs> Con Tento. <laughs> Connie Gargano. <laughs> Oh, the constant! <laughs> god damn it! Oh my god, I think we're out of them. Con Bradshaw. <laughs> Just con, but it's his head on Kane's body. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna die! Oh my god! Oh my god, hold on, there needs to be more. There needs to be more. This is, this is giving me life. It's so funny. Con Cena. I, I think I Big Con started things my favorite. Big Con Stud is a good one. Oh, uh, what are some other Johns? Dude, it's such a common name. What Rons? Con Jeremy. Con Simmons. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. I'm Ed Conson. Oh, we're so stupid. We're so stupid. Kazushka Okana. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A Sukan. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, that was just too good. Connie Omega. Connie <laughs> Omega. Oh, my God. Mr. Connedy. <laughs> oh, This geez. has been three minutes of awful content, but we are, no, we are entertaining ourselves. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
That was so much fun. Oh my god, I need, I need, I need someone who's good at like Photoshop. Like this, this is the most serious thing on the, the list I have, and we might have to text Ron and like have him make this our cover art god, now. <laughs> oh my god, we, we might have to bring it up. He has until Tuesday when this comes out. We need, this, we might need this as our cover art. Yeah. It's, oh, it's phenomenal. Oh. oh my god, that was so great. So Kenny. Yeah. Um. Last year this time, Kenny Omega was arguably the hottest soon-to-be free agent in the world. He was the current IWGP champion. And I remember um, when AEW is still a rumor, there was like, <coughs> is he going to go there? Is he going to stay with New Japan? Is he finally going to make the jump to WWE? There was just so much hype around what is Kenny Omega going to do. It was like the story for months. And then when he announced he was leaving uh, New Japan, the... The shit intensified. Everyone's like, oh my god, now it's NWW or AEW. I think everyone knew it was going to be AEW at that point, but people are still holding out hope that he would uh, appear in the Rumble, which was contractually impossible, but doesn't stop people from dreaming. And since he's come to AEW, he's been a guy on a TV show who hits running knees and has good matches, but they don't, doesn't mean, feel special they don't, they don't mean anything. I just think he they're insulting our intelligence. They're like, Oh, you know who how good Kenny is, so we're gonna stick him on AEW Dark. No, don't make me don't make me assume. We had this discussion off air though, but like putting him on AEW Dark theoretically would drive some people who probably wouldn't take the time out of the day to watch AEW Dark. Like they put a lights out match between Joey Janela and Kenny Omega on AEW Dark that was batshit crazy. That is the best. Like they that would that made me watch AEW Dark. I'm like, holy shit, I gotta see this. Um, but yeah, I agree. Hopefully he gets. I'm sure he will. I think. I think they've they're planting the seeds for something. Like he's shown some heelish tendencies. He's shown that he might turn into the cleaner. Um, but, but here we go again. Yeah, gotta you have you have to build it. We know how Kenny's good. He's going. He's your number one singles wrestler on the roster, and you have to start treating him like it. Agreed. I agree. Um, but I think, I think it's they're just doing a slow burn. I do think by this time next year, Kenny will will be the AEW World Champion. I oh, think it's 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 inevitable. But I just think it's it's kind of insulting that they continue to quote unquote bury him. Someone had a great tweet saying this is how this is how we were afraid WWE was going to. Yeah, work which is which is true. True, it's true. But I think I think like we were discussing in the last segment, they are afraid that if they book themselves too strongly as EVPs, it would have a negative connotation. But now they've done the opposite, and it's hurt them probably not just as badly, but it still hurt them. Yes, I agree completely. They're they're not. It's hard to take them seriously, especially Kenny, who like you said. At this time last year, and probably the year before, was the hottest thing in wrestling. He was the guy. He was the best bout machine. He yes. was putting on clinics in New Japan with guys like Okada, Tanahashi. I mean, there's there, Naito, just everybody. Dominion 2016 is the best wrestling match of all time, some people. Which is insane. That was that Dominion 2016, right? The two out of three falls? Yeah. That was 2018. That was 2018? Yeah. Right, here we go. Again. I'm just learning you're not good with years. So I'm it's not good right. with years. Ricochet has been here five years. You know who's going years? Who? Con Michaels. <laughs> Con Spears. Play the rock concert. <laughs> God damn it. 
big dick Carson. Did he turn into the company possibly? No, I thought he did. I thought did that was, I thought that happened like months ago. Oh, did he? Yeah. Good. What about a Stone Con Steve Austin? Yeah, that's a reach. Two shots. <laughs> I'll take him. I'm a good Andre the Giant! You now you're looking up names. I am. I'm looking like I'm having too much fun with this. You probably Googled wrestler names. Wrestler's name John. Condre the Giant. That's a good one. It, yeah, it is. That's enough of that. All right, what's the first thing on your list? Uh, it was Kenny, so I will cut one off because I think I think that's a pretty unanimous one. Yeah, We've I think most people feel that way. Like, just stop insulting your intelligence. And I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but you're damaging him. And stop damaging him because he's going to be your superstar for years. Constasiac. <laughs> Me. That's funny. Oh, God. Phenomenal. Con Coltard. Dad, you had said you said mine was reach. Con Lee. Con Lee. Oh. So, picture with me. At one point, the Intercontinental title was a worker's title. And at the other point, it was the next man up title. And now it's kind of nothing. But the U.S. title has fallen more. The farther. disrespect to Shinsuke. No, no, the, the, the U.S. title has fallen more. I would like that to be a workers' title. You have the best, the best working group the WWE has ever had. Let the workers work for this title. While you're not wrong, they've been treating that title very nicely since yes. since Brock. Became I would just like to see not just another mid card title. Just let it be the let it be the workers' title or the next man up title. I mean, the guy who's held it for like the past four months was one of the best workers they had, AJ Styles, and he you're had right. matches with guys like Humberto, Cedric, Ricochet. That's a fair. That's a fair comment. So I'm not. You're not wrong. It, it's definitely not established that yet, but I think that's the direction they're on. And now Ray has it. We'll see where they go with it. Um, I know he had a match with Seth last night, which I actually know the results to because Raw was taped, and Seth did not win the U.S. title. So it's in- interesting to see if uh, that's the direction that they're going to go next with Seth, because that'd be another great step. But. I don't know, depending on how long this Brock title reign is, that could very well come to fruition because we know at this point Brock isn't going to be there every week, so it has a chance to shine. To shine, yeah. All right, that's fair. But that's what I want out of it. Okay, so up next on my Christmas wish list is another AEW one. I want them to stop shooting angles in picture-in-picture. Picture. Oh, my God, that is so annoying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just... No matter what you do, you could put five naked women... The fucking most beautiful women in the world in picture in picture, and I'm still not gonna watch it. You're right. I'm just, I just can't do it. It's bush league. It's like I get, I get the point of picture in picture. You don't want them to change the other channel. NXT does picture in picture too. I'm not against picture in picture. What I'm against is when you're power bombing referees, abducting Michael Nakazawa. Um, what else happened in picture in picture? Chris Jericho's cutting promos we can't hear. Like, it's... It looks Bush League. Why are we doing that in picture-in-picture? Picture? It looks Bush League. And then they... It's bad enough that they do it, and then when they come back to full screen, they don't explain anything that just happened. Yeah. Uh, that's also on the announcers. Oh, uh, yeah, so... Or the agents producing. So either A, stop doing angles in picture-in-picture, picture, or B, explain the goddamn angles once you do them. So that's my number two on my Christmas wish list. Very true. My number, my number two is... AEW getting their tag team together. Their tag team division. Ooh, that's a hot take. Because they're good, but I just feel like they're not... I feel like it's flopping a little bit. And they have, and, and to clarify, you think that's because of the booking, not the talent, correct? Yes. Okay. No, the talent's outstanding. Okay. okay. I just think it's... I just, just They're just matches. They don't feel that special. 
work on that. You're the best tag team division possibly ever assembled. And So offer a solution. What would you do? I would just focus it all on the titles. Isn't that kind of what they're doing? No. Everybody's like locked in their own little feuds with people that not are over the titles. People are just winning matches to get number one contendership. Build the story. I'll comment on that later because I have something kind of similar but not the same. Okay. My number three is please, dear God, let the payoff of Lana, Rusev, and Lashley be worth the shit we've had to sit through for the past few months. I This storyline has just... It's had its moments where it hasn't been terrible. I just... Here's how I look at it. It's been terrible, but... Rusev looked like a million dollars. But Rusev could fucking shit on a chicken and look like a million dollars. That's because he's Rusev. Okay. Look look at all the shit they've given him. Rusev Day was a comedy gimmick that he got over as a serious fucking thing. People are still chanting Rusev Day even after he said he wanted them to stop. But they're still like... That's that's, that's on Rusev and the performer he is. He turns chicken shit into chicken salad. Oh, yeah. So I don't give any credit to the fucking writers for that. As abysmal as this angle has been, if you give everyone a good payoff, I don't know what the good payoff would be, but if you give everyone a good payoff, they will forgive you. And Rusev stays like a top baby face for a while. Yeah, which I think is going to happen either way. Yeah. But we just need the payoff to be worth the shit we sat through. That's my number three. That's fair enough. Mine is that Ring of Honor bunks up with somebody in bed. So like a partnership. Yes. Because the company's damn near dead. And I would like to be WWE because I think their video, I think ROH's video library is worth Oh, so a you want them to basically get put out of business is what you're saying. You want, you want, the, you want them to I, fire the final fucking... I think it's going to happen anyway. But I want them to make use of what they have. See, like I've said, I've said this every time you bring this up. As long as Sinclair wants them to be alive, they'll be alive. That's, that's your opinion. It's a fact. They have the money to... They're not fucking... They're not... They're not small, independent fucking guys that are trying to budget a promotion. They're a multi-million-dollar media con- conglomerate. Yes. As long as they want this thing, to, as long as they want this thing to be alive, it'll be alive. Now, if it starts burning money, then they probably won't want it to be alive very long, and they'll kill it. But it's not like the people are saying Ring of Honor is doomed. It's only doomed if Sinclair gets bored. Okay. But hey, it's your wish list. If you want them to be bought out, who am I to say that? That can't be your wish. Okay. So next for me is I want AEW to find its identity. They say they're a sports-based presentation, but then they have stuff like dark cults, aliens, dinosaurs, tag matches that follow no rule structure. If you want to have all that, that's fine. But then don't... And maybe we misunderstood sports-based presentation maybe what they meant by sports-based presentation was that they will have records and wins and losses will matter if that's what they meant they're doing that but they should have never used the word sports-based presentation because when i think sports-based presentation i think like the nwa old school mid-south and like can you imagine if an alien showed up in bill watts mid-south wrestling oh he'd kill somebody so like i just hope they find their identity if they want to go with the goofy shit, go with the goofy shit. But then don't continue to push that you're sports-based. That's a fair assessment. My next one is pretty interesting. I want NWG or I want New Japan Pro Wrestling America to do very well in their first couple shows. 
and continue the Western expansion and stopped undoubtedly when man, the, the Elite left. Man, the, the ticket prices for Nashville were wild. Were they? Yeah, like front row was 200 bucks. Jesus. We paid like 90 for second row. Yeah. It's crazy. So, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. That's what I want. I mean, I think they have an opportunity here because a lot of people, more people than you think like New Japan, and I like to see them bring that here. That's fair enough. Um, I would like to see WWE put an emphasis on its tag division. We've been through this time and time again. They have the talent. Um, they just seem to not care. Like, the Revival and the New Day put on a killer ladder match a few weeks ago at TLC, but it almost felt like it was meaningless just because there were just four guys fighting for ugly title belts. It didn't mean a damn thing. Kind of the same criticism you had with AEW, I have with the WWE Tag Division. They both really have the talent, but I think WWE is handling it worse than AEW. I agree. But I just like an emphasis on the Tag Division. Like, we've seen the women main event shows, and that's great. Let's get the Tag Division in some main events. I'm in any tournament. Vince hates tournaments, so that probably won't happen. Yeah, I know. But no, it's, it's very cool. They, they have some. They have the Usos. They have the Revival. They have War Machine. The New Day. They, they, they're fine. The Bar, if they want to put them back together. So I think Alex Cesaro Nakamura is a little team. Me too. Been doing that lately. Uh, so I agree to the extent that they have the talent, they should do better. Yeah. But my next one is I want the NXT title. To main event a pay-per-view after TakeOver Boston. So like a main roster pay-per-view? Yes. Quote-unquote un- quote main roster. They're the, third, they're the third brand. Let them be treated like one, and they're the best brand. That's fair enough. What's your next one? I want Ronda Rousey back. Fair enough. I, I don't want to say I didn't appreciate her because, like, but... the women's. I don't want to make it sound like the women's division needs her, but she definitely enhances it. Um, and I want to see her come back. I want to see her have another one-on-one match with Charlotte Flair that doesn't have a fuck finish. I obviously want her and Becky one-on-one. I want horsewomen versus horsewomen. I just think there was a lot that was left on the it's table. It's better with her than without her. Not even that. Not even... I mean, it is, but... Yeah, I guess that's a fair statement. Yeah. That's not kind of... That wasn't what I was going for, but that that's true. Right. Anything else on that topic? No, that's, that's good. My last one, and I think this is one that's most likely to be true, come true. I want Will Ospreay to become heavyweight. Oh, yeah, that's happening. You don't even got to wish for that. That's just yeah. a given. Because yeah, I think he's so good. He's so talented. And I just want to see the world he can enter if he's wrestling these different guys. Yeah, like, much more than we have different theories. Like, you think he's turning heel January 6th? I don't. But I think he, we both think he'll be heavyweight on January 6th. Oh, yeah. My final one. I want 205 Live to be out of limbo. Either just cancel the show, film it at full sale, do something other than what they're doing with it, because right now it just seems like it's in limbo, and they're filming just random matches, and the important stuff happens on NXT because it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And I love 205 Live. I don't want to continue. forever. I don't want to continue to see it suffer. So either give it a direction, or just exit. Take it out like it's Lassie. You mean you, know, you mean old Yeller? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck was Lassie? The Collie. Did she get killed? No. No. Oh, that yeah. was only Shamu. But old Yeller, yeah, sure. That was my list, and you said yours. Anything else you want to add before we got here for these nice people? Mine was a Lexicon. 
Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So I... coming up next, we'll tell you who to follow and what to expect in the next couple of weeks from us. So we'll see you then. Cool. So thank you for joining us for another fine edition of the Champions Advantage podcast. Uh, just a reminder of what the Turnbuckle Topics family has in store for you every week. Monday is this Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio at CBS Baltimore with our boy Gil. You can find him on Twitter at Kuda underscore Junior. Tuesdays, it's us at Champions Pod. Every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast from. Wednesdays, it's the Bearded Impact Podcast. Oh, Bearded Wrestling Podcast. Jesus, that was a Freudian slip. The Bearded Wrestling Podcast with Chris Panero. You can find him on Twitter at Bearded Chris P. You can find his podcast wherever you get your professional wrestling podcasts. And to cap it off, the main event on Thursdays, the rundown with Ron and Linz. You can find Ron at, at Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior and Linz at Linz Be Honest X. And you could find... Also, also known as Linz Be Conest. <laughs> God damn it. And you can find the entire network at TT underscore the number four U. And that is going to wrap it up for this week. Next week, we will recap the decade that was the 2010s. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do yet or how we're going to do it, but we will talk about some of our mate. I have an idea, so... You can tell me off air? Yes. And also, next week will be our Wrestle Kingdom preview show. Oh, shit, it will, won't it? It will. Cool. Uh, two nights of Wrestle Kingdom this year. That means twice the matches to predict and dissect. And then, the week after that, we will review all of the Wrestle Kingdom action. So, exciting stuff. And then right after that, we're on the road to WrestleMania, which is crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Jesus. It's crazy. we got to still worry about a flight. I feel like we're still on that fucking line. Of <laughs> last year? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So, we'll see you next week for the best of the 2010s and uh, the Wrestle Kingdom preview. Until then, we'll see you after a while.